0: Welcome to Water Spout, brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Water Spout offers a behind-the-scenes look at how we conduct our work, the research, the projects, our partnerships, and most important, how we serve the community by balancing the needs of water for the environment, businesses, and the people in the Sunshine State.
1: Welcome to this episode of Water Spout, I'm your host, Tiffany Cowie, and today I'm joined by Chuck Falk and Curtis Freisinger to talk about the district's lab. The lab is a vital component of the Bureau of Water Resource Information, which has been called the backbone of the agency, and with good reason. Their commitment to quality controls and quality assurance instills confidence in the data used by the district leaders to make the best science-based decisions to manage water resources, Thank you both so much for being here today. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Of course. I'd love first to hear a little bit about your backgrounds and what made you fall in love with science and has inevitably ended you up in the lab.
2: Okay. Sure. Want well, me to go first? Um, so I'm, I'm kind of a local guy. Uh, grew up in Putnam County, and, and I always had a vision of taking care of natural resources. Um, I ended up going to the University of North Florida, getting a degree in biology and chemistry, and just thought, you know, that'd be great to share my knowledge with the district in, in the ways that I can. Um, worked my way up from a chemist one, chemist two, to a chemist four, and then to lab manager, which, which uh, you know, it's been a long journey, but a good journey, great journey. Um, ended up going back to school and getting my MBA once I became a manager because I felt like I needed a little bit more uh, direction and guidance and management. But other than that, um, just love working for the district, love being a part of the, uh, letting my, the stakeholders know that we're doing what we need to do to take care of our resources in the state of Florida.
1: As a chemist one, did you start in the lab then?
2: Yeah, I started out as a chemist one in the lab and just uh, worked my way up uh, through, th- through the ranks.
1: And how long have you been with the district?
2: 25 years now.
1: 25 years. All right, follow that up.
3: Uh, <laughs> mine's kind of like the circle of life. Um, I started in college as a programmer, and that's where, I mean, that's where my art was. And then the program kind of fell apart, so I started on an engineering track, and as most college students did, um, I ran out of money. So I joined the Naval Nuclear Power Program, where I served aboard USS Enterprise, and I did reactor plant chemistries, I did radiological controls, health physics, that kind of stuff, working with radioactive materials. And I was due to get out of the Navy and go to Crystal River as a reactor operator. And about two weeks before I got out, they announced a year-long hiring freeze. And um, I took a job here just in the interim time. And two months from now, I'll be here 30 years. Uh, I started as a chemist one and chemist two, chemist three. Um, And then I jumped into the data side. So now I'm the uh, laboratory information management warehouse administrator, big title, but I'm the data geek, Well, and I make sure all the data, our lab is completely paperless. So it goes from one computer system out to the instruments, back to the computer systems. We do everything, quality assurance electronically, and uh, just make sure everything flows right. So I'm back into the programming side again. So absolutely love it. And I love the mission that the district has to protect our resources, not only us, but for our future generations.
1: I love that we got to keep you for 30 years. How lucky are we?
3: It seems like yesterday some days.
1: I, I feel you there. Well, talk to me. It sounds like you both serve very different roles in the lab, and I imagine you have quite the staff to provide the backing for that. What does that look like?
2: So right now we have 12 staff, uh, 13 staff. I'm sorry. We have one that's part-time, uh, lab tech. But uh, we have nine chemists, quality assurance officer, uh, LEMS, Curtis is our limbs guy, and then we have myself. Um our nine chemists, two of those are supervising chemists. So we have a total of nine that are running probably fourteen tests in the lab. Uh, their day starts out making reagents, standards, checking in samples, and their day progresses to running the analysis, uploading uh, data, and and just uh, finishing the day out.
1: All right. So a variety, but it sounds like both of you started here as a chemist. One. So if someone's looking for a foot in the door. Maybe going into chemistry is a good background to move into the district.
3: Most certainly. Our chemist ones are typically someone that's right out of college that is maybe their first actual chemistry type job. But yeah, we we make sure and set them up for success and and hopefully they have a career path similar to ours and you just love what you do.
1: I love to hear that. So it sounds like you collect a lot of data. You're processing a lot of data. Who then does that data get
3: shared with? Sure. Sure. So pretty much, um, when the data is collected out in the field, it comes into the lab. Um, our district, um, we have responsibility from about, if you look at a map of Florida, from about the center of the state, all the way down to Orlando, to the Eastern half, anything along the St. John's river. But we also, to the West of us is, um, Swanee river water management and they do not have a lab. So they collect samples and they send us all their samples. So we take about a, third of the state's worth of sample. So we have quite a a bit of data that comes through our lab. Um, We're on pace probably this year for nine analysts for about 280,000 analyses that will go out. And uh, the way uh, it typically works is everything that's analyzed today, I will load out of our lab system into an environmental database where we start looking at that data for that station, that analyte over a period of record. So it may be 40 years comparing that data point to these trends. And it starts feeding back information to us as to whether is it within normal expected bands or if this analyte goes up, we're expected to see this one go up. If they go down, maybe we need to take another look at that data point or whatever. Just do what we can to ensure that we produce the highest quality data to make the best and most informed decisions. So that data not only when it comes out of the lab, eventually, once it gets finalized, I'll push all the data out of our district up to DEP into the Watershed Information Network, the WIND system. And from there, they'll actually push it out to U.S. EPA Water Quality Exchange.
1: So we have a number of agencies using yeah. the data. But I would think especially our staff are using it yeah. to make science decisions here.
3: So, yeah, most definitely. Um, so we have a lot of very talented scientists that, Take the pieces and parts of the puzzle that we produce, these these different analytes, to get a better picture of what's happening in the various regions that they're looking at. So,
1: We've had the pleasure of speaking with a couple of those scientists here, and they do just blow you away with their knowledge base. Yeah. And you guys are too. I mean, how how blessed are we at the district to get to have people who are professionals and dedicated to their field?
3: Well, you know, it always starts with a quality work product, right? We ensure the best quality base. So what we build off from that is uh, the top notch as well.
1: Perfect. All right, well, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back.
0: The St. John's River Water Management District is committed to preserving and protecting Florida's water resources for generations to come. From improving water use efficiency and reclaiming water for reuse to managing water resources in times of wet and dry periods, the St. John's River Water Management District is taking action on conserving Florida's precious waters. To learn more, visit SJRWMD.com.
1: Welcome back to Water Spout. I'm your host, Tiffany, and today I'm joined by Chuck Falk and Curtis Breisinger. We're discussing the district's lab, providing accurate water sampling test results, that is arguably, inarguably, I would say, the backbone of the district. Thank you guys again for joining us. All right. Well, we were talking about the lab and how important the the quantity of data is coming in. And then on top of that, that we're quality assuring all of the data. Let's talk about what it takes to ensure our lab is, in fact, providing that quality data. And I would think that comes in the way of an accreditation.
3: 30. Yeah, so um, here in Florida, we are required um, by the Florida Admin Code to partake in a part of a National Environmental Lab Accreditation Program, and and there's this. It's called NELAP Program. Um, there's currently 14 states in the United States that that are accrediting labs under this program. Uh, Florida being one of them. It's administered by the Department of Health. So our lab holds that accreditation. We have an assessors that come out for about typically about three days uh, every two years for that program. But on top of that, just for to make our data even that more uh, robust and strong, make sure that our processes are right, uh, we also hold uh, international accreditation, an ISO 17025 standard. And the NELAC program actually kind of aligns and try to base up towards the ISO standard. So we just went ahead and went to the ISO standard to just ensure that it's of the highest caliber and quality.
1: What really is the breaking point between those two? What sets them apart? So
2: um, between the ISO and the NELAC uh, standard, the NELAC standard is um, every two years. So we get assessed every two years through the FDO agent and a third-party assessor. The TNI, uh, the NELAC, I'm sorry, the ISO 17025 is done every year. So instead of having a break of two years, we actually get an assessment every year. We have two uh, survey assessments, and then we have an actual full-blown assessment every third year. That's, that's really the, uh, the difference in the two. It's just keeping us on track for that, that year in between.
1: And I would think it gives residents an added feeling of trust with the data because it is so much and we are making decisions based off it that that affect everybody across Mm -hmm. the state of Florida. So I appreciate the extra effort that I'm sure goes into getting ready for those and then providing the information they've requested. Well, we've talked about a lot of data coming in. You mentioned 280,000 samples you guys are processing. How widespread is our data monitoring?
2: So, so we do cover the whole 18 county area within the district. Um, and, and as Curtis mentioned earlier, we're also doing Suwannee River uh, district's analysis. So we're, we're doing, I, I believe I calculated the other day about third of the state we're doing uh, as far as analysis goes. Um, we do groundwater, we do springs, we do surface water. We cover a pretty extensive area for monitoring just to, to be sure that our whole county is covered. I mean, I mean, between all the The monitoring sites we have, it's very extensive across the the district. Do you want to add anything to that, Curtis?
3: No. Do you remember roughly about how many monitoring sites total there were?
2: Uh, I believe it was roughly about 850 monitoring sites. And ground and surface water sites. Everything. An extensive network of
3: sites. And that's, that's actually monitoring sites that we're taking samples of. We have continuous monitoring sites that feed back data via telemetry as well to help us to catch trends that are going on, that kind of stuff.
1: So the information com- comes into you, and then you're processing the data. Talk to me about the relationship that you have with those who collect data, because that's a different shop at the district, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah so we have uh, three field teams, Palm Bay, Lake of Popkin, Palaca, and, and they work uh, very collaboratively with us on, on that, bringing us samples on a daily basis on the ocean. We also work with Swanee River Water Management. They have their group that samples, and Volusia County also does a portion of our sampling as well.
3: And with those samplers, there's different periodicities that we look at different things. So some of them might be a a weekly monitoring, some of them might be monthly, bimonthly, that kind of stuff. So between our project managers and our limb system that kind of helps them coordinate all those sampling efforts, uh, they'll look into that and figure out where they need to sample. So we make sure that we're continually covering what we need to on, on a routine basis.
1: How do you make sure that's happening during something like a hurricane when the district shuts down? But I imagine getting this data, the need for that never goes away.
2: No, um, that's tough, uh, especially during Irma. That was a, a tough situation. Um, um, it, it's we We still do sampling eventually because looking at the trends before hurricane and then after hurricane are just are really important things to look at um, so so we still try to keep that ball rolling out sampling as well as producing data within the lab as much as we can
1: so as long as staff are safe they're able to get out and get those samples yes. and then you guys are ready to process it right no right.
3: yes staff safety would be paramount but yes we uh, it's uh with our normal, Sample that we have is pretty high, but when we have an event like that, you know, it's kind of taxes everybody's, but we make sure that we get it done because it's very important data to, to have that into your uh, you, your time that you're be able to look at that. You know, you don't get those kind of events all the time. So it's kind of nice to see what's going on with during those events.
1: It's nice to hear it's prioritized because it is it's a, a one-time opportunity to grab your sure. samples. As we wrap up here, do any stations or projects stand out to you over the years you've been here, where we have gotten samples continually, and you've had the opportunity to be part of that that you're proud of? So
3: you want to take, yeah yeah want to take one yeah here. yeah I mean one of them that we're continually working on is Lake Apopka, where you could you you could see from shots in space of Lake <laughs> Apopka, and you see this huge green dot. And now you see water quality coming back. You see the fishing people are catching, you know, just uh, record bass out of there that they've never caught in quite a while. You know, you see birds and everything returning back to there like it should be. And that was a huge restoration effort that we've ongoing having a whole lot of uh, hand-in-hand uh, working with the people that are actually monitoring the project.
1: I love that you can see how your work is directly correlated with the mission of the district. It absolutely is. What about you?
2: So uh, we we uh, helped with the manatee monitoring site. Um, we did data before the uh, project and then we did data during and after the project to, to test water quality to make sure everything was good. And that's, that's a project that I'm really proud of. I mean, that was a Fish and Wildlife Conservation Project that was with the district project. Um, it, it it had so many people and agencies involved in that group. It was just uh, a great project to be involved with.
1: Thank you both for your work, your dedication, and it sounds like you've enjoyed doing what you do. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for your time today, sharing your enthusiasm and your stories. All right, thank you. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our conversation today. We hope you'll tune in for our next episode of spout. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to subscribe so you have first-hand access to future content. Until next time, use your water wisely.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Water Spout. To hear more episodes, find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Connect with the district on social media or visit sjrwmd.com for more information on today's topic.